All right, welcome back to our podcast today. Today we're going to be talking uh, for my government class about something called unalienable rights. So unalienable is a very fancy word. Just to make it simple for all of us to understand what that word means, uh, that word means that basically these are rights you were born with. So all these people are going to keep working through all, all this stuff to make sure that we have these rights that we are born with. So to start with, in our Constitution that we were talking about last time, there are certain guarantees to personal freedom for people. The reason we wanted this was England basically pushed back against every guarantee that we had had for all of this, leading to uh, this fight of what should our rights be to protect our liberties, our pursuit of happiness, our life, things of that nature that we are all guaranteed and born with. So we added some things called the Bill of Rights. And in the Bill of Rights, we're actually going to break down the Bill of Rights a lot as we go through this section. But in the Bill of Rights, what it gives us is the ten, the first ten beliefs that we believe that all of our people should have. So the, the civil or the Constitution, excuse me, carries both civil rights and civil liberties. These are not automatically the same thing. So a civil liberty is a protection against the government. They guarantee that people are safe and opinions are safe and property is safe from certain uh, acts of government that cannot just be happening. Now, civil rights, what is different about these is these are often associated with positive acts of government. So this is laws against discrimination, uh, based on whether the, the, the color of your skin, anything like that. So civil liberties are protecting the government from doing anything against you, and civil rights are rights that are given to you by your government that are designed to be in a positive manner. Now, as a part of our Constitution, we also broke down that we have a limited government, and that as a, because we have a limited government, that means you have uh, – personal freedoms. And these personal freedoms are designed and divide in a lot of different ways. One of the big things they look at is that there is personal interest uh, and, the, and there's personal interest that we have. But we also have to look at the public good. All right. We need to have these guarantees that as people, you have the right to go after your own personal interest without hurting the other people around them. Everybody in the United States has the right to freedom of speech, but no one enjoys absolute freedom of speech. You can be punished for obscene language. You can be punished for using words in a way uh, that causes somebody to commit a crime or yelling fire in something like a movie theater or at a school yelling that somebody had a gun. All of those things are violations of the public good civil rights. Now, you do have the right to have an opinion and speak on your opinion as long as you keep that speech within an appropriate manner. That's always a big thing. Appropriate manners matter when it comes to the way we speak. We also have kind of conflicting rights in theirs. So we have uh, some of our guarantees come into conflict with each other. So big one being is that our freedom of press bumps with our freedom to a fair trial because basically if you're you know, there was a story in Cleveland, actually, in the 1960s, where he had such a long tri trial and it was covered by such national media that he didn't get a fair trial. So they agreed and they kind of said, listen, the press has some rights, but they don't have the right to make to to kind of infringe on anybody else's rights. So we need to understand that all of our rights are extended to everybody. There are certain rights that are not 
extended to people who are not citizens, such as the right to vote, things of that nature. But if you are living in our country under a legal status in any way, shape, or form, you are protected by a lot of these rights. So let's look into, again, a little bit more of the specifics of these rights and what these rights really mean. So let's start with the Bill of Rights and the states and how this looks throughout the different situations. So the first 10 amendments of the Constitution were originally intended as a restriction of the new government, not on the already existing states. What this essentially means, the Fifth Amendment says that no person can be charged with a capital or otherwise infamous crimes except for by a grand jury. As a part of the Bill of Rights, this provision applies only to the national government and not to the state's governments. So the state's governments can kind of go on there. Now, as we extend the Bill of Rights to the states, they cannot violate a lot of these rights. They can't just go out of their way and say, you do not have due process because no state shall deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of the law. They can't deny it to you just because uh, of they think that, you know, it's, it has now because become a you know, process uh, of a right that is incorporation. And so the process of incorporation is merging of the Bill of Rights into the Fourth, into the Fourteenth Amendment. <clears throat> Excuse me. Some of our rights that we are have incorporated that are laid out to us is that we have freedom of speech, press, assembly, petition, our free exercise clause, which gives us the freedom of religion, and our establishment clause, which gives us the right to establish groups and movements on our own. According to our Second Amendment, we have the right to bear arms. We have the right to have weapons. Now, what a right not incorporation, not incorporated means this is something they don't have the right to do. So Third Amendment gives us they don't have the right to put soldiers in our houses. The Fourth Amendment says we have the right to not have an unreasonable search and so on and so forth. These fundamental rights keep pushing for uh, kind of a fight between the state and the national government in terms of who gets to determine the rights? Just remember the rights that are laid out in your constitution. These are unalienable. These are rights you are born with. Nobody can take them away from you. And if you feel that you have been had your rights, excuse me, rights violated in some way, shape, or form, then the best way for you to go about it is to reach above that person. There's always somebody who is in charge, and you need to let these situations know and handle them reasonably because you don't have the right as an individual also to take away the rights of life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, any of those things from anybody else. On that note, everybody, have a great rest of your day. We're going to get into our rights a little bit more here as we go on with uh, uh, throughout the next couple of weeks. We just want you to understand what you are allowed to do as an American citizen and everything of that nature. Have a great rest of your day. Talk to everybody soon. Bye.